On the football field, the action happens in the blink of an eye. It's like that off the field, too, when you've been injured. In a split second, your life is changed. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, when you've been injured, you need the right teammates by your side. You need Chase and Boscolo, a law firm willing to protect and fight for your rights. On the football field or in the courtroom, having the right team determines whether you win or lose. When injuries change your life, call Chase and Boscolo, trial lawyers that care. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, what's up? This is Josh Norman. This is Joe Gibbs. You listen to Redskins Talk. Jay, any more information available on Monte Nicholson's arrest from last night and what the team's going to do? No, I was at practice and I believe we put out a statement. We're going to obviously uh, go through it, get all the details, and then figure out what to do next. What up, everybody? J.P. Finley, Redskins Talk Podcast. We are in Mitch's car. Mitch and Peter here. What's up, boys? What up? Yo, yo. Um, this damn team, man. They finally win a game. Can't can't get away from off-field shit. Monte Nicholson gets arrested. A video emerges on TMZ. We're going to talk all about that. Um, I don't necessarily have particularly strong thoughts one way or the other, but you certainly like to see it avoided. Um, there's also plenty of kind of just injury news and, and what we think is going to happen. Uh, we saw Colt McCoy today. That's pretty interesting. Josh Johnson had a press conference today. Um, I want to talk about, we're going to revisit it. I don't think we've done this in a while, but it's time to do a, another playoff odds. And then uh, you know Mitch, I'm going to be bullish. Uh, Mitch is bullish. <laughs> and then Mitch and I were having a pretty interesting conversation about people that want big changes. What exactly does that mean? Do people really want to sign up for everything that that can entail? Um, two things real quick. Uh, I want to thank the good folks at Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. We ride with them, so you should too. And then I thought about this. Um, we need to thank our friend Tarek from Richmond for the drinks he got us Absolutely. in Jacksonville. Um, not Tarek El-Bashir, who is our dear friend, but Tarek, who we hung out with at the hotel bar after the Jags game in Jacksonville. We met him in Richmond, I think, earlier this year. He came year. to a Richmond pod party. Yeah. Um, so I want to say thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, if you ever want to get name-dropped on the pod, Buy us some drinks. It's, it's pretty simple concept. We owe you beers, but you know, every once in a while, it's nice. <laughs> nice to work it both ways. All right, street. At the end of this podcast, um, our very own Ben Standig came up with a cool concept that I really enjoyed, and I imagine he's going to do a lot of these. And it's called "When I Knew." And Ben talks to athletes. Uh, you will probably only on on this podcast you're only going to hear when he talks to Redskins. But knowing Standig, he's probably going to talk to a boatload of Wizards about it. And, and uh, Caps. Is he going to talk to? Yeah. Standing's going to go to Caps? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. The concept is when these athletes that we get to know on a fairly personal level know when they were going to play in the pros and, and kind of when it all clicks. And uh, Ben's first one was with Trent Williams. Trent, you know, I, on this pod, we're obviously, uh, we're, this is a pro-Trent pod. We're not going to front. Very pro-Trent um, pod. He's the man, and he's also, it was a really interesting interview. So that audio is going to run at the very end. So enjoy that. When did you know, JP, that you weren't going to be a pro athlete? Did you want to be a pro athlete growing up? No. I like want, when you were a kid? I want, I always thought, like, this, like media. 
What about you, Pete? Definitely wanted to be a pro athlete, and it kind of settled in in high school once it didn't really take off. But, yeah, I imagined playing baseball or basketball for a while. There you go. Mitchell? Um, I wanted to be president of the United States when I was a little kid. How about that? I was out on politics when I was young. At, uh, I went to a high school all-star game after my senior year of high school, and measuring myself up against the other guys that was there, I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not on that level. Gotcha. That's when you. That's when you kind of real. That's when I kind of realized. My well, sisters love to tell the story that when I was little, they asked me what I wanted to be, and I said a WNBA player. So, <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't great. worked out yet. Well, and Mitch I got the you closest. <laughs> certainly, of anybody in this car to, to playing at at a serious competitive level. Yeah, I, I certainly mean, you enjoyed D1 offers and stuff. Yeah, I certainly article. enjoyed the uh, recruiting trips to the various D1 schools. So I could have I enjoyed my, some recruiting trips. Uh, Are they like he got game? I mean, minus like the presentation of women. Yeah. All right. Minus that part. What about the cash? No cash. Well, no cash for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I should have known. But um, definitely right. a lot of a lot of partying, some drinking, some <laughs> great right. behind the scenes tours. You those are for those are for uh, non-recorded segments. Yes, they are. Speaking of, do you guys want the location or do you want the date? Of our Q and A pod. Hmm. I've, well, I know the date, right? I think I know. We know the date. Location's way sexy. What do you want to reveal? The let's location. Reveal the location. All right. All I'm gonna say. Or no, no. Let's reveal the date. Let's get people to know when they need to reserve their time. Probably smart. Okay. January seventeenth. January seventeenth. Thursday night, January seventeenth. Um, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna do a lot. Showers. You might not know this, but we're gonna need your help on January seventeenth, <laughs> dude. Um, we're gonna do a live Q and A pod. We're gonna hope. I think we're gonna stream it on my Instagram page. And uh, we're going to take questions. We're going to take questions from the crowd. We're going to take questions from Instagram. That sounds awesome. It's going to be fun. Yo, our this is po- not a podcast party. This is just a hangout, ask questions. We're going to record a podcast. Our NBC Sports Washington party is the night before. So, oh, is Pete, it? take it easy. Yeah. Make sure you're ready to go for Damn, this. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Well, um, okay. And uh, I'll reveal the general location. How about that? Okay. The Eastern Seaboard? Well, a little more specific. America? The MV? Well, I'm curious if this, Pete, where's your favorite place to go out and meet women? Um, anywhere women are available, but... For a long time, it was... Rockville Town Center? No, you dummy. Wasn't it Arlington? Oh, love Arlington. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's paradise. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes. He's so dumb. It is land of the beautiful We're women. going to Arlington. January 17th, the exact bar to be revealed Holy maybe smokes. next week. Next week, yeah, we got a little teaser. Build the anticipation. Give a little teaser. How about this? Dropped an f bomb out of excitement when you said Arlington. That's if, great. If anybody guesses it, if you like tweet me with a guess and you get it right, I'll reveal it that way too. Because I don't think you guys know the bar yet. I don't. Uh, no, but I. My I, buddy's the owner. We're yeah, going to my buddy's. That's bar. why. I, yeah. Um, and Ooh. and sales. If you're listening, I don't. None care. of this happened. <laughs> yeah. If you're a lawyer or a NBC Sports Washington salesperson, none of this what ever happened. What day of the week is January seventeenth? Thursday, Thursday night. night. Oh, I'm definitely yeah. going out after in Arlington. I am not, but that'll be fun. Okay. We'll have a good time. All right. Um, down to business. I contend, and you guys may disagree with me, but I contend the Monte Nicholson story is the biggest news, right? But I think the most important news that I saw today at Redskin Park on Wednesday is what looks like the possible return of Tony Bergstrom to the offensive line. I think if they can get Bergstrom back on the field will be a huge help. He was playing pretty well before he got hurt, and in his place, Luke Bowanko is not playing very well. And uh, Howard, uh, 
yeah. filled in tackle, filled right. in you know, board. That didn't go very well. Did not go very well at all. And, and you'd like to think Inseki can play again. Austin Howard. But maybe there's a lot going on. There's, there's a guy named Kieran. I mean, there's a lot going on. <laughs> but if you can get Bergstrom back on the field, that helps. I talked to Tony for a few minutes. He said, you know what? It feels pretty good. He, he said he really tested it today. His ankle. But what, what guys will tell you always is it's it's almost more important the way they feel the day after they test it than it is the day that it gets tested. Let's go to the rule of Tandler. Sure. Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. So to We have another practice tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see what he's able to do out there. I, earlier this week, I saw Tony Bergstrom running hard on the treadmill. That, to me, is a very good sign. Absolutely. So I think that could really matter. I think both ways I agree with you. The Monte Nicholson story is is kind of sexy, I guess, because there's video and and it's police and all this stuff. Dude hasn't been playing. Right. Like he hasn't had a defensive snap since the Houston game. Yeah. Like so, you know, he's obviously he's played the same amount of snaps as Alex Smith since Houston, outside of special teams. Yeah. I mean, that's so. It's it's a story you're all gonna enjoy laughing about it, watching the video, reading about Is that it, a whatever. Laugh about video? Like no no no, like uh, LOL, the Redskins screwed up off the field again, you know. I also and tell me if you disagree. I don't put like the Ruben Foster signing, the team made a cognizant decision to take that on. Yes. Monte Nicholson being drunk and getting into a fight at two in the morning, that's not the team's fault. No, absolutely that's absolutely not. Yeah. I think there's I think there's 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 not a whole lot of juice to it because he wasn't he hasn't been playing and it's not it's kind of like it's kind of a, a peripheral player do, you know kind of screwing up up and down no wiggle room we'll start with Pete do you think they should cut him uh, and, and let's be clear Gruden said he's not playing Saturday in Tennessee and they'll decide after that what happens I don't think they should cut him it's, don't think so no they should not cut him yeah it's not like this is a pattern of behavior it's a one time thing do you think they will cut him. Um, I don't think they will cut him. Mitch? Agreed. No, they shouldn't, and I don't think they will. Young young safety obviously has struggled this year and hasn't seen the field for whatever reason as the defense struggled, but it's certainly not a guy they're ready. I don't doesn't seem like it's a guy that they're ready to totally give up on. I agree. Um, I don't think they should. I don't think they will. The only thing that, that gives me a question is if, they look at the PR hit they took around Reuben Foster and are like, oh, maybe we can make up some yeah. ground here. I don't, think, more I don't think the situations are at all comparable, frankly. Right. Until more video emerge, like until other things other, happen that other we don't know about. Right. Yeah. I don't think they're particularly related, the PR hit and the whatever juice you might get back for potentially cutting him or whatever. As long as Reuben Foster's there. The PR hit's going to continue coming. Right. You know, until they – it's it's kind of a, a simmer right now because right. he's behind the scenes. But right. the second that this season ends, the questions are going to start flowing to Jay and the Redskins about, you know, what they're, what the plan what the plan's going to be with him, especially come the offseason, what he's been doing, how he's been looking, all these things. Right. That, you know, he's been around the facility, and they're going to – at some point, news is going to come out about him coming off the commissioner's list and all that, and they're going to have to answer – you're gonna, all the bad blood is going to boil right back up to the top. Um, uh, going back to the Bertram thing, I get that it will help, but I don't know if there's this massive delta between Blanco and Bertram. And maybe it's not even Bertram, the player, but just the fact that it's Josh Johnson now when it comes to like the running game. I, I don't think Bertram returning matters too much because 
opposing defenses still know it's Josh Johnson under center and they can dial in on Adrian Peterson. So I don't know if Bergstrom's return will really solve too much on the O-line. I think you're at a point where you're getting pretty low on the O-line uh, depth chart, obviously, with all the injuries. And I think any games you get out of a guy who is more experienced. marginally better, marginally more experienced, is, is a big difference. For what it's worth, Tony Bergstrom is the lowest-rated person on the Redskins offense, according to Pro Football Focus. Is Luke Buonco on there? Yeah. So they got Bergstrom at minus 19.5. They got Buonco at minus 9. Now, Buonco only has 137 snaps. Right. Bergstrom has almost 500. So, Yeah, I think it's a marginal difference, like Mitch said. That will lead to maybe marginal results, but not make anything. It I don't also think we'll be watching. Depth, which they haven't. Yeah, had. I don't think right. we'll be watching on Saturday. They won't be like, wow, we can tell things are really improved because Bergstrom's there, or things aren't working well because Bergstrom's there. I think it's just kind of an, a slight, slight, slight boost, if anything. All right, then what would be your most important story of the day, then, Pete? Um. So I don't know if this is important either, but Cole coming coming back and being kind of without a brace and everything. But again, I don't know if that's important because if Josh Johnson wins this Saturday, I don't think they could really go back to Colt. So I don't know if that's important either. I will say this. I think if Josh Johnson wins this Saturday, I think they will still go back to Colt. Yeah, and that could cause a lot of consternation. I, so that would make today a lot more important if they do ultimately go back to Colt. I think we're I think the cart's in front of the horse about the possible of course, of course. QB controversy. Right. But I think I think even the possibility of that is more important than either the Monte video or Tony Bergstrom returning. Just the fact that it's on the table. I was Colt's say, return or a possible QB controversy. Uh, just just both of them together. I think that storyline matters more. Even though it's in the very early embryo stages of being a story, I think that still carries more weight than either of the things we brought up earlier. I think also we have heard more or less from sources, and Jay talked about it a little bit with your one-on-one, about the possibility of Colton Week 17. It's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to see the guy in the locker room, right. talk to him a little bit. I, I want to be unequivocal. I think it's happening. That's fine. From everybody I've talked to. and all, and, yeah. But all the talking in the world, seeing the guy actually physically being there is a different ballgame. You know? It's, 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 it, it, it gives it a lot more yeah. uh, realisticness. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we can have that discussion more next week if it becomes a thing, but he's well, a think- little less mobile than Josh, and it's not like he was lighting the world on fire in the game in a half <laughs> or so that he played, so I wouldn't. I get that Jay really likes Colton. They feel more comfortable with a guy who's been around longer, but I don't really see a case for it right now. And again, Josh should go out and flop and be terrible, and that would maybe influence it. But By the way, I think to me the biggest story was Danny Johnson going on IR. 20, 20 people on the IR. Yeah, that it's secondary is getting stretched, stretched yeah. even thinner. Well, and we've talked about Monte this week. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I, we've talked about how. The defense has kind of gone downhill, and there haven't been a whole lot of injuries. Well, now we're starting to see those injuries pile up in the secondary, and you're going to have to rely on Greg Stroman, Adonis Alexander, some of these guys, Fabian Moreau, obviously, a little bit more. Dude, you're going to have to rely on Harlan Miller right. and Jeremy Reeves, you're yeah. like, who I just learned their names today. The, and they just get signed today? Right, right, right. Yeah, like, so we're starting to – whatever we saw on the offensive line, we're starting to see in that defensive secondary and – Things are starting to... I tell you what, and I've been meaning to write about this at some point. Multiple sources, for lack of a better word, have told me things went sideways between the organization and Bashad Breland because Breland could not stand when he would get called out in meetings for messing up and other players wouldn't. 
And and the problem with Breland was never his play on the field. It was it was these situations where he couldn't handle that some players got different treatment than he did. And that's kind of a rule of life in the NFL. And he would like, get upset about it. He would right, get upset would get, about it in right. in these meetings. Like, it wasn't... I mean, hell, there's the very public disp- uh, situation with Terrell Pryor at training camp right. where, hey, you're not allowed to touch him, and Bree kind of lost it. But whatever. In a walkthrough. Right, in a walkthrough. Right. But at some point, the team made the right decision to release Orlando Scandrick. He was... Absolutely. He was not good, and he was a problem. He, he was causing trouble. Yeah, and they needed to trade Fuller to get Smith. Right, the team made the – people can be mad about it, but the team made the right decision to trade Kendall Fuller because you had to get a quarterback. And, by the way, when Alex Smith was playing, they were winning ballgames. Yeah. yeah. The Breland decision, especially after the big money deal fell apart in Carolina, and he's on the street, and he knows your system, at what point is it ego over understanding to not bring him in? Well, do we – do we know that he was never talked to? And do I know that? Do you feel confident that? I feel confident. Because I also, as much as it's on the team to not reach out to him and bring him in, I also think there was a part of him that might not have wanted to come back here yeah. either. When you don't have a job. And someone offers you something. I think week three, when you don't have a job, yeah. things could start to look different. Yeah. I don't know. That's been on my mind. I, I have one other. I think it goes along. And the, the greater point is they rolled the dice at corner. It looked good when you had Dunbar. Mm-hmm. When you lost Dunbar, the lack of depth, the lack of experience really starts to show. And now the injuries are stacking up and what the hell. But, well, you had the same thing, same exact thing happened on the O-line, you know? Yeah. You look good until all of a sudden your all-pro uh, guard tears a bicep and is out for the season, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Greg Stroman. He looked kind of okay in smaller spurts, but the more we've gotten to see peck. from him. What did Scherf tear? Peck, yeah. yeah. Okay. The more we've seen from Stroman in recent weeks, the scarier it's been. And they've kind of they deactivated him last week, and Jay's been using that shoulder as kind of like a convenient excuse, but a lot of it has to be performance-related. So you got to be a little bit worried about him getting a lot of snaps in Tennessee. Um, last thing I want to mention before we go to pl- talking playoffs is uh, I've seen it now – I saw it kind of extensively today for what we get to see. And then we asked Jay Gruden about it in the presser afterwards. I think it's a good change up for us from time to time. And, and it could be a different personnel group this week, but it's something we can maybe build upon because, you know, both Chris and Byron are very effective in the passing game as well. The Redskins have a package with Byron Marshall and Chris Thompson in the backfield. And I'm intrigued. Color me intrigued. Of course. Mitchell, you don't look intrigued. You want to uh, run downhill. I want to run downhill. He's, you want you want Matt Flanagan in the backfield with AP I formation. I want, exactly. <laughs> I want three tight ends. I right. want three tight ends. I want a fullback. I want AP, and I want to bust them, bust them up the middle. Um, I'm Get intrigued AP moving by, downhill. I'm intrigued by the Thompson Marshall thing. I, I think we're going to see that in Tennessee, and I think it might be a good way to spread things out, and maybe that will open things up for Adrian Peterson in other situations. Yeah. I just think Skins fans need to be mentally prepared for that because I, I have a feeling it's happening. Fun to see. There's a lot you can do with two scat backs in the backfield. I mean, you saw, you see what Philly does when they run yeah. with three backs back there. I mean, there's certainly there's stuff to be there's 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 a good package of plays to be had back there. All right, uh, before we get to our next little thing here, I want to thank the good folks at Oarsman Automotive of Virginia. Go buy a Chevy Buick or a GMC from my guy Bob Biaggi. Um, at Oarsman Chevy Buick GMC of Alexandria. Bob, I, I'll give each of you $10 if you can guess oh. what city 
Bob Biagi will be spending Christmas in? I'm going with Nashville, Tennessee. Nope. Pete? I'm going to say New York. Annapolis. God Sorry, boys. Damn it. Um, I need that 10 bucks. Why? Oz's uh, sister lives there. Okay. All right. That was an interesting little nugget right there. Yeah. Um, hopefully I'm allowed to disclose that information. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've done this at various points this season, and we haven't done it in a while. Yeah, it because felt like it, we were done with it. It, has seemed, it seemed, uh pretty silly. But here we are. It's week 16, and I think we at least have to declare where we are on the Redskins' <laughs> odds of making the playoffs. Throughout this conversation, we've all kind of put the odds of winning the NFC East ahead of the wild card. I think now that has changed. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you look at... <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm sick. <clears throat> if you look at... If you look at the NFC East, thank you. The Cowboys need to lose the last two. The Redskins have to win the last two to take the NFC East. Obviously, the Cowboys have Tampa this week, and they end with the Giants. The Redskins have the Titans, and then end with the Eagles. And uh, so, the Redskins have to win two. Cowboys lose two to win the NFC East. Well, and the Eagles are in the same spot. The Redskins have by Redskins winning two. By default, yeah. the Eagles can't uh, win two because they but play the last. If week. the Eagles win two and the Cowboys win two, Correct. they could also win the division. And hey, what do you know? Nick Foles late in the year starting games for Philly. Yeah, seems interesting too. Yeah, they got quite a formula over there. The like Carson Wentz play for ten weeks or so and right. bring in Foles for the playoffs. The wild card situation is a little more funky, Pete. I know you wrote about it. Go ahead and explain. Yeah, so of course, because life is this way, it's going to come down to a lot of what Kirk Cousins does. And Kirk Cousins has stumbled in December before, and it's hurt the Redskins. But if he stumbles this December, it could really help them. The Redskins can make it's a the wild long December. card. It's a long December. The Redskins can be a wild card team if they finish eight and eight. But the way more easy way involves them winning two in a row to finish a nine and seven, and then Kirk and the Vikings have to lose one of their next two. They play at Detroit, and they finish at home versus Chicago. Chicago might have some seeding to play for, so that game could matter for them as well. But essentially, root for the Redskins and then root against Kirk Cousins. If he loses one of the next two and they win two, they are in the playoffs. I'll tell you what. Well, you're just ignoring Seattle in that equation. So Seattle is involved. If the Redskins go 8-8, eight and eight, they need the Vikings to lose two and the Seahawks to lose their next two, and then they can make the playoffs. But Seattle is kind of out of reach unless things get really funky. Because Seattle ends with Arizona at least week. But eight Seattle's eight. at eight and seven, or right? Yeah. Are they at eight and six? Eight and six. They're eight and six. Okay, that's different. And, yeah. And the so they need the, yeah, the Seahawks. Vikings lose. are what seven, six, seven, and one. Six yeah. and one. Seahawks need to lose twice for them to be attainable for the Reds. Seahawks and the Vikings need to lose twice. Viking, yes. In that scenario, the Vikings just have to lose once. If the Redskins win twice and the Vikings win, go one and one. The Redskins, the Redskins finish nine so and seven, and the Vikes are eight, eight seven, seven and one. Yes, the ties. I tell you what, if you're gonna make a comp for Kirk, I don't. Well, I guess if the Bears have nothing to play for and the Vikings need that game and they lose, That's that great. would look kind of familiar to Week 17s of the past. Yes, indeed. Um, I'll tell but, you what, the NFL does doesn't get a lot right. <laughs> one thing they do get right was. Oh, yeah. Changing around the schedule so that you backload division games, backload division games, and in week seventeen, making all the teams same play time. at the same time, so that everyone's at one. All the people unless the there's a winning in exactly, everyone's at a one o'clock, so no one can sit starters after seeing I would what also, happens with the early games. I would also contend that the NFL gets a ton right. We just crush them for what they get wrong. That's maybe more fair. You know what I mean? Like. Eh. My mom texted me today, dude, I'm so mad there's no Thursday night football. And think about for, it was how popular was it to 
to bitch about Thursday night football. Now we love it. Everyone loves it. Right. But like when it started, it's like, oh, this is terrible. Why are they doing this? You know what I mean? Uh, it, on Twitter, I it's like just cool I always to hate everything. It. It's cool to hate everything on Twitter. Um, I like Thursday. I like all football. Give me more nights of football. All right. So let's do it. Odds of winning the NFC East, I will start, and these are very slim. I, yeah. The odds of nothing in the NFL are ever zero, but I'm going to go 5%. I was at 5% also. Yeah, I don't want to be the copycat. Five was in my head, too. That's fine. I just, it's hard to imagine a scenario. In an extreme long shot scenario, there's no copycat. Well, yeah, it's just hard. It's hard to imagine a scenario that the Cowboys lose at home. To the Bucks. Well, yeah, and that doesn't even matter That's because it's hard. Happen, it's hard to imagine the Redskins winning two more like that. All no, of this not. really. I, I how about this? Is it harder to imagine the Cowboys losing two or the Skins winning two? Cowboys losing two, without a doubt. Is harder to imagine? Yes. Um, you think it's harder that the Skins win two, Pete? No, I think it's harder to imagine the Cowboys losing two. The type of team. Harder to imagine the Cowboys losing at home to the Bucks or the Skins winning on the road in Nashville. Losing at home to the Bucks, Pete. Mm, I'm going to say winning on the road against Tennessee is harder to imagine, but the overall package goes back to the Cowboys. The types of teams that the Redskins have beaten this season are. Are the tight don't throw the ball well. They don't throw the ball well. They can load up the box, stop Derrick Henry, let Josh Norman run around with uh, uh, whoever the hell Corey Davis. Corey Davis, the one receiver that actually makes plays for them. Marcus Mariota turns the ball over. Can the Bucks score a bunch on Dallas? Can Dallas score? I'm saying maybe the Bucks. If the Bucks can get to 30, I don't know that Dallas gets there. Yeah, Uh, that's interesting. I think I say. I think it's less of a long shot that the Skins win in Nashville than it is Dallas loses at home to the Bucks. Right. I also think it's interesting. Uh, but I, I will say I think it's more of a long shot the Skins go 2-0 than it is the Cowboys go 0-2. Hmm. Okay. I also think playing Saturday could be interesting. If the Redskins win Saturday, they're putting a little pressure yeah. on these teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know, they get, they get out front of it. Who's and they, Philly? Philly has the Saints? Philly has. No, they already played. No. Um, Can you look that up, Pete? Yeah, let's look it up. All right, so we're all saying... a new game, harder to imagine. That should be a podcast regular segment. So we're all saying 5% for the division. Yeah. The wild card is a bit juicier. Eagles have the Texans at home in Philly. That's a tough game. Tough game, a little pressure from a Redskins win. Cowboys have a little pressure. Vikings, it puts a little... Everyone has a little bit... Skins got to win first. Yeah. Um, I'm saying they got a chance to, to do something here. Bullish Mitch. Um... I'm just saying it's hard to imagine Let's start. Go ahead, the Redskins winning two in a row because I still think a lot of last week had to do with the fact that they played the Jaguars. I, I agree. That. I think specifically Cody Kessler. Yeah. Um, Marcus Mariota isn't a world beater, but you have to respect him. Cody Kessler, you, do you really have to respect. I don't. I mean, I think Marcus Mariota is marginally better. He's I better, think, but he does. He does. He's the same player that Cody Kessler is. He's just a little bit better. In the grand scheme of things, he, no, I, I think, he's way. He's yeah, a marginal he's quarterback. Way better but than compared Cody to Cody Kessler. He's way, but he's better. He's way better than Cody Kessler. But he's, Cody Kessler was scared to throw the football. And I'll say this. Cody Kessler got loose for what, 65 yards rushing? Yeah. You let Mariota get loose, he's going for a buck 20. He can run with the football, and he's going to get in the end zone. Cody Kessler, let, let's yeah. let's not compare Cody Kessler and Marcus Mariota. I'm saying that the, that Mariota is not going to beat you with your – you let if Mariota beats you with your with his arm, you tip your cap to them and you say, "Okay, Titans, you were better today." You know who beat the Skins with his arm a couple weeks ago? Eli Manning, the the current this 
this 2018 version of Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can happen. I'm saying it can happen, but that's the one you're. And that's also, the one you're letting happen. Yeah. All right, Mitch, you start. Percent odds of the sixth wild card spot. I'm gonna go 25. percent One in four. I think one that's, in four. I, one in four are my chances they win in Nashville. I'm a little higher than that. I think Nashville is is 60-40 Titans. Ooh, all right. 40% chance of winning. All right. So you got them at 25% to 25% get that. So it's the teams involved are the Skins, the Vikes, and the Eagles. You're not counting anybody else, right? No, those three. So if you got it at, what would you say, 25%? Yeah. So what do you got Philly and Mini at? Philly got, and Kirk. I got Kirk at 60. I got Redskins at 25, and I got... Eagles at 15. So higher on the skins with Josh Johnson than the Eagles with Nick Foles. Yeah. All right. Eagles have, to me, I think the Eagles have a tougher tougher run. They look good against the Rams, boy. Yep. But the Rams are... The Rams right. are kind of sliding a little bit. Beat. I'll put it at maybe 15%, so three times more likely than division, but I'm still very not sold on the Redskins winning two in a row. I think the Vikings could easily split and go one and one, but I don't know if the Redskins can hold up their end of the bargain. And yeah, the Eagles with Nick Foles, it seems to be this weird little thing that works. So, so give me your so fifteen percent for the Skins. I'll put the Vikings at fifty-five and the Eagles at thirty. Does your math add up? Yeah. Okay. I will say. What are the chances this math is wrong? I'm gonna. We're gonna talk through it. Yeah. Um, we'll get I'm, the abacus out. I'm with Pete. I think. I, I just don't see it happening. I, I I could see my buddy Pete Peter Stewart, the Pete, the cool Pete, texted me today that he could Pete see because I'm the nerd Pete. That the Peter that he could see the Skins beating Nashville and then losing at home Week 17 to Nick Foles, which I I could see too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pete. Fifteen percent for the Skins. What's 50 minus 15? 35. 35% for the Eagles Kirk and gets a 50% flip. for the Vikes. Okay. I think Kirk gets there. I think Kirk gets there too. I think the Eagle I think the Eagles are not beating the Texans. You know what? I, I don't think that, the Eagles get there. Do you think the Eagles are going to win both? I might, dude. It, it just because it's this bizarre thing that they just did. Yeah, they already did it once. They have that confidence. The defense cockiness. played lights out against the Rams. Who can score, dude? Yeah. You know, like I mean, Jared Goff's also been real bad two weeks in a yeah, row now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, and granted, they played two good defenses. What I say, 15, 35, and fifty. 50? Yeah. yeah. A little adjustment coming. No, I mean, we all kind of agree that. that we think that Kirk's take, Kirk's getting there. But the tie helps a lot. Yeah, and he's out in front. Yeah, I mean, let's let's. And I think he has the most winnable. He's week also 16. not playing very well lately either. Right, they have they have. He has the most winnable game. Most winnable week sixteen game, and then the Bears. Lions. Game. It could be the hardest, but it also could be the easiest. If the Bears are chilling, so. Lions have showed up the last couple of weeks, though. They've yeah, had some yeah. tight games. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be fun. I kind of want to save the firings thing. Yeah, but uh, just because we've gone kind of long, here's the premise. A lot of folks. So I had a tweet this morning. Lockett Four was on with the junkies and said, "Gruden might be as good as the Skins can do. Be careful what you wish for if you fire him." And my tweet was, "I've been saying this for a while. The <laughs> national perception of Gruden is far different than the local perception." And a million people fired back at me. That's not what Lockett Four is saying. He's saying the Skins is a bad job, and you're not going to do better than Gruden. And I hear that. 
But I also contend that speaks to Jay Gruden. Yeah. Like, Jay Gruden winning seven, eight games a year here is tough. Joe Gibbs could not do that. Mike Shanahan could not do that. Look at the last 20 years. No coach has achieved much. Nope. More wins. <laughs> right. Now, there is a legitimate question, and I said this last year. Mm-hmm. There's a legitimate question if Gruden is maximizing the talent on his teams. That is a very legitimate question. But I'm also not sure this year you can judge after you lose your quarterback in week 10 and you were 6-3. and three. Getting rid of everybody brings a lot of shenanigans with it. Right. And, and I, I don't, don't think if Bruce – should Bruce Allen – Move on, or should 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 something happen there where where Bruce Allen is no longer the football president? I don't think they hire outside the organization. I think they stay. I think Schaefer gets promoted and Kyle Smith gets promoted. Right. And you look at the the construct of the roster as it sits, and if they decide that they want to move, start moving in a different direction, you could be looking at at rebuild. And, right. That's your point. And are Redskins fans ready? As much as you're yelling about. Losing, they're at least rebuild where you have no money to spend a quarterback. Yeah, and your draft pick's going to be what seventeen? Right, middle of the first round again. I mean, if you start going rebuild, you're talking. Are you okay with a four and twelve year next year, uh, a six and ten year the year after that, and then maybe two three years from now, you're back at the around five hundred fighting for the playoffs before you're taking that next step forward. And I think there are plenty of fans that are willing to do that if it means Bruce Allen leaves, that the top of the chart changes. I think it's very easy to say that you're okay with that right now. It's very easy when you're frustrated that seven, eight wins, is nine wins isn't doing it for you. I think when you're in the reality of sitting through a 4-12 and football season, are you going to be sitting in the front row cheering for an NFL team that – is going to win four games of the year? Are you going to... But not everybody's Chris Bryant. Not everybody's cheering no matter what. Right, not everyone's rally captain. That's what I'm saying. And And good for those guys. That's who they are, and that's how they roll. Right. But not everybody can handle that, even though they might say it now. Right. It's easy to say when you're frustrated. When you're you're going through a full season of rebuild, that's a real, real tough pill to swallow. Yeah, I do get that. um, That, you know... The Redskins, besides last year, have been relevant to the end of the season, basically. Yeah, they're relevant right now. I know. They've had outside playoff chances coming down to the end, and while it hasn't been the most likely, it still makes these games matter, and that's going to be different for fans if it's uh, their 3-9 and to start a year. But I also think that to try and break through mediocrity or the 8-8, sometimes you do have to kind of take a risk and look for a different coach. And I don't know if there's a better option than Jay, but if you feel confident that there is, got to just do it. I also think it's possible they make changes and Gruden stays. And and I, depending what the changes are, that might be what I think is the right course. You I, also I think, have a situation where changes might happen at coaching or in management or both or neither. Right. There could be situations neither where... Neither is still on the table. Right. Neither is still very much on if the table. If they go to an O and get I'd in the I'd say playoffs, neither, yeah, still the most yeah. likely. You think neither is the most likely? Yeah. Is it I the think most correct, maybe. I, I think know, one or the other is most likely. I don't know which one. Neither or all. Uh, no, I'm saying you're saying either there a change are four in options. That <laughs> there are three options: either no changes at all, clean house, or a little tidying up. Yeah, tidying up. You're not tweet- tidying up being a change tidying. at either coach or in management. And, you think and I'm saying I think there's a change in either coach or management this offseason. And that's your leader in the clubhouse. That's my leader in the clubhouse right now. With two games to play. I think that's mine, too. 
and you're you're saying nothing. I'm saying neither is yeah. the most likely as we stand right now on Wednesday. Well, and I also want to put this caveat in. My caveat about ma- possible management changes is effective week one, 2019, or training camp. Yes, it's not a season ends right. December 30th, changes happen December 31st. Right. And okay. we were talking about this a little bit, that even if there are changes, there's a, they're you not rarely blow a staff out before the draft. Right. It's not necessarily going to happen 1231. Right, right, right. You know, it's not necessarily going to happen 1-7 after the first playoff yeah, game or whatever. maybe if you go 1-15 you do, but when right. you've kind of had a season like this, you need to mull it There's going to be a time. that there's gonna, They're going to take some time. I think the closest, They're going to self-evaluate. Yeah. They're going to look at they do, right. Exactly. It's I think be, there was a chance after that Giants game yeah. of something happening. Yes. But the rebound win in Jacksonville, as ugly as it was, gives them a little bit of breathing room, a exactly. little bit of space. Okay. And, of course, all this depends on how the last two games finish. They sure. go lose... 40 nothing to the Titans and 40 nothing to the Eagles, all bets are off. Yep, right. Just like if they go win those two games, all bets are off. Right, right, right. So, it's all premature, man. It's all premature. But that's what we do Basically, here. we got nothing And for that's you. the kind of crack coverage you can find on Redskins Talk Podcast. Washington. All right, this is my last thing. My buddy Brendan Foley is a really good dude and a good Twitter follow at, at InstaFoles, I think is his. Um, I think that's it. I could, maybe that's his Instagram. I don't know. Uh, it makes sense. He posted a picture of a Christmas ornament he's had since he was a kid. Of uh, it was back when there were mobile gas stations, and mobile gas stations had a Redskins ornament that you got if you filled up your tank with gas. And he told the story of like begging his dad to fill up. Maybe he had to get a car wash or some shit. But like you had to do something to get the ornament. He got the ornament. He still has it. It means everything to him. Mm-hmm. I want fans that have Redskins Christmas ornaments to send them. Oh, Do you have a picture yeah, of it? This thing's kind of hot. Yeah, yeah, read it. Read whatever he wrote. Mobile gas station giveaway when I was 12. Begged my parents to buy the combo car wash with Philip to qualify. Merry oh, Christmas. Yeah. This thing is Yeah. This thing's pretty baller. Yeah. So is it at InstaFoles? Yeah. On Instagram, it's at InstaFoles. At A I N S T A F O L E S. Brandon Foley. So I want everybody to send us your Redskins Christmas ornaments. Is this a Redskins Talk Pod? We'll then post them. Yeah, we'll put them on yeah. the Red. We'll put them on our Instagram for so, the uh, at Redskins Talk Pod. Also, if you tweet them at me, I'm gonna do like a, a retweeting. You know what? Tweet them at me, and I will I will grade them scale of one to ten. We'll put together a collage of them, and we'll, we'll, well grade and them. we're working on a special Christmas Day podcast. If we get enough of these, we'll do a grade. Yes. the ornaments. Segment on that podcast, and that'll be fun. I love those. All right, so that's it. Great idea, JP. Um, You're just full of great ideas, man. As always, want to thank the good folks at Oarsman Automotive of Virginia, and here comes Ben Standing talking to Trent Williams. Talk to you later, guys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, I mean, obviously the goal is just to get here. Growing up, playing offensive line in Texas, usually guys are so like, monstrous. It's like uh, 6'8", 6'7", 330, you know, that was like prototypical size for an offensive tackle. You know, even in high school? Yeah, around 2004, like 14, 15 years ago, you know, that was, that was prototypical. So me coming along, I was 6'3", 305, 310, around there. You know, I was uh, I was always projected as a guard. So never had a ton of confidence in playing. I knew I could play it, but obviously, you know, football, you know you need more. You know, there's always got to be more. Like, you got to play basketball. You need to be a certain height to play. Center, you need to be a certain height and weight to play offensive line. It's just... Right. It just is what it is. It's how it goes. So I never did have a ton of confidence that I would go pro because the position I played, I, I felt like I was very undersized for. And um, it's what drew me so close to Walter Jones was that he was the same. You know, he wasn't ultra tall. He was wasn't ultra big, but he was athletic, had good feet. You know, hence is why I wear 71. But uh, I think when I went to high school all-star game. <laughs> I had like three or four guys just say, man, you're going you gonna to go pro, you know? And I was like, how can somebody just say that? Like, you don't know, like, you know, I ain't, I'm undersized with, with all my, all the thoughts that I was kind of self-conscious over, you know, I always, always drown that out with everybody's compliments. I drowned it out with those. So, but that was the first time I heard people outside of my loved ones say, man, you're good enough to go to the league. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.